Welcome, one and all. You have discovered the Tom and Topher podcast. First word in entertainment, where we explore the mysteries of the universe, our minds, and much more. So come along with us to the edge of all that is possible. Welcome to the Tom and Topher experiment. Boom. 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 Bang. Pow. Zap. A. A. So what's going on? Dude. We're down a man. Yeah. Fran boy. Fran Tech, what happened? Fran Tech, this is Tom Tech calling from home base. Where you at, boy? Anyways, Fran is sick. (laughs) (laughs) We wanted to make sure we'll give him a hard time. little shout out there. Fran, call home. Yeah. Fran's got strep throat. Ew. So we banished him Mm. from our realm. Why'd you go and do that, Fran? Yeah, it does. I've had it like seven times. Very susceptible to it. So it's good. It's the worst thing ever. It literally feels like. I mean, obviously, it's not the worst thing ever. It feels like razors are going down your throat every time you swallow. Just your own spit. Right. Not even food. Nothing. Just your own spit. It hurts so bad. You can't even talk. You don't want to get up. You don't want to do anything. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Nothing is enjoyable about movement or thinking. You're just waiting out the suffering. And it feels like there's needles in the back of your throat. I remember as a little kid, I got strep throat visiting my sister. Before we moved to Bakersfield, she lived there. We went and uh, visited her, and my favorite place to go, probably in the world besides Disneyland, was this place called John's Credible Pizza. They have one here. Oh, yeah. It's awesome, dude. There's arcades, pizza, unlimited pizza, unlimited ice cream. It's like a little kid's dream. There's rides, go-karts. So cool. And as we were... As we were approaching Bakersfield, my throat started to hurt, and I couldn't eat any pizza. I oh. couldn't play. I just laid on the laid on the bench on one of our booths the entire time. Little kid, that's my favorite place. It's just, yeah. it's truly disabilitating. You don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm so sorry, Fran. <laughs> it's all right, bud. You'll get over it. We're here for you. Just don't for- come in person. He's a, t- he's a tough guy. He'll yeah. get through this. So. It's a spooky month. It is a spooky month. We're about to get into the spookiness of this month. Alright. I don't know if you have a question loaded for me, but I have one for you. What is the scariest or most unsettling movie you've seen? Um, one of them has to maybe be Silent Hill because of when I saw it. I was a lot younger, and that movie is horrible. It's it's really scary and demented and yeah weird. <clears throat> like you leave that movie depressed and scarred, but it's also intriguing for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but there's this like. There was this movie on Netflix 
after the Paranormal Activity movie came out. It was this movie that was kind of like that, but it was a little bit worse. A lot a bit worse. Um, but this girl and her brother are like experiencing paranormal activity in the house and like the brother's excited about it and the, the daughter's kind of scared about it and the mm-hmm. parents aren't really noticing it. But finally it starts getting worse and worse and like bad things are happening and so they try and get out but it's following them. And um, dude, it, it ends very badly. The girl, it's like one of those demons, I don't know what they're called but the, the ones that like will sexually mess mess with you I don't know there's a name for him succubus incubus incubus yeah yeah there's one of those types of <clears throat> so I was like kind of trying to top off top paranormal activity that one was really bad but was I didn't scary I didn't, ex- or just I didn't expect it to be that bad when I watched it do you it remember just... what it was called paranormal something here I'll look it up what's it what was your uh, so that movie was it? That was your movie? Silent Hill, probably. Okay. I'm just gonna look up what this movie was called. Mm. I don't know. I think. <sighs> Let me think about this one for a minute. The Conjuring Two is popping up in my head, the most. I don't think I saw that. That was pretty good. Conjuring One is very good as well. What type of, like, genre, horror genre scares you? Like, more paranormal or monster, like, zombies? I say the ones that scare me the most, like, stick with me, are the ones with, like, demons and exorcism in it. Any type of demonic possession. Same. Okay, yeah, this is the one. Like, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, that one's bad. Paranormal Entity. Oh, okay. Here, I'm going to pull it up here. I'm putting it on my notes. Movies to watch. I don't know why I'm doing this right now. Yeah, so they... um, They have this... Obviously here, they have this, like, crucifix over her her head and in the beginning of the movie it's just like simple stuff like the crucifix falls down and she Mm -hmm. picks it back up and she notices that and by the end it's this (laughs) and what I'm pointing at is a very gruesome bloody scene yeah where a girl is floating up in the air with her head all the way back yikes yeah I'm gonna watch that with the lights on I was little I was a lot younger so I'm not sure how scary it actually was or how fake it it might have been and that came out last year no oh okay sorry because you're just a little boy <laughs> with my old grandpa next to me <laughs> old grandpa Chris <sighs> old grandpa Chris. grandpa Chris wow I feel like I found a new name for you no, that's not any name. <laughs> I feel like if my name's Grandpa Chris, I have to constantly have a beer koozie with a Bud Light 
or natty ice in it at all times. What's wrong with that? Or Keystone. Any of the cheap ones. <sighs> okay, so yeah, Conjuring 2. Um, you said, uh, what was that movie called? The Exorcism of what? Emily Rose. Emily Rose. That one was really bad. Anything, yeah, anything paranormal. I think it's... I'm scared of those movies in particular because of my upbringing in the church. Mm, me too. I just have horrible nightmares. Like it was such a real thing mm -hmm. for a while. I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't evil spirits out there, like mm -hmm. that I know for sure about this distant realm that people may or demons or whatever may roam um but that goes into another question of oh. ghosts Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> my what friend do you think? what what do you think about ghosts do you have any ghostly encounters mm. in your life have you ever experienced anything paranormal well I <clears throat> I had sleep paralysis for a while. I don't know if that's what the thing is called, but you have these really vivid nightmares. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> to the point where I'm still questioning if they are nightmares or not. Yeah. But because um, they're just so, so real. And when you snap out of it or wake up, it's, it's still, it sticks with you. And it's been sticking with me for like over 10 years now. Not that, you know, I... <clears throat> not saying I'm like I have insomnia and stuff like that or it's something that is like it's this dark cloud over my life but it's just something that I think about frequently is it still something that you deal with not not really and I've had but I have had nightmares um here and there that feel like they're about to go into that mm -hmm. and then I snap out of it or or I, I wake up from those but um actually going back to my first question but it's in relation to this question, is the scariest movie or film, well, this is a documentary that scared the crap out of me. It was, uh, it's called The Nightmare. It's on Netflix. <clears throat> and it is, uh, it goes into sleep paralysis. And it's like a compilation of um, these people's, these individuals' stories about um, others experiencing the same thing. What's this movie called again? The Nightmare. It's on Netflix. Okay. I randomly found it one night, and I forget what the title was, but it sounded interesting. Or not the title, the, um, like, the about. Yeah. The description. It sounded interesting. <clears throat> like, uh, people dealing with sleep paralysis. I never heard it called that before. Mm -hmm. And seeing, like, terrifying entities or something like that. So I'm like, Interesting. It sounds familiar. Started watching it, and it sent me into a huge spiral because it was the reenactments and the um, um, other accounts on there were exactly what I saw. Um. So we talked about this on another episode. We talked mm. about dreams and like yeah. Kind of the more positive side of dreams. Mm -hmm. 
how they could be preparing you for something. Yeah. And that might be their purpose is your brain is constantly active. And so it's trying to set up these, these scenarios while you sleep to where maybe you're, you're scared for a test. So you have a dream about showing up to school naked or something. Yeah. It's like just your brain trying to prepare you for some of the worst case scenarios. And, um, with sleep paralysis, that's not necessarily like a normal state of sleeping, I would assume. So do you think your dreams were more just random or were they trying to tell you something or were you trying to um, prepare for something in your life that you were really scared about? Hmm. I know that when I um, had a lot of nightmares, I was scared of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I'm not necessarily scared of anything but like bankruptcy or like <laughs> not being able to pay my bill yeah. or losing my phone mm -hmm. or crashing my car. But then again, so do you have an answer for that first off? What was the question again? Um, do you think that your, your sleep paralysis was trying to prepare you for something? Hmm. Well, there was a definite message from the beings in this dream <clears throat> was that they were going to get me. They were going to best me somehow. They were going to have my soul. That was a common theme. Yeah. What was, was there like a common enemy? Was it like, yeah. The man in the hat. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. He's the main guy. And they, they talk about this in the documentary. He's the main guy. Wait, it's the same people have man in the hat? Yeah. With, when you have sleep paralysis? Mm -hmm. Man with like a... Um, like a fedora type. Something you see in the 40s. And But sometimes... Like <clears throat> one of the times I had this... Um, experience was like the hat was shape-shifting so it'd be like a fedora and then it would go to like this big Van Helsing type hat I don't know it was a weird weird experience yeah dreams are crazy they don't make sense yeah but the weird thing is is it it is so <clears throat> it was like I was awake like it's ne <clears throat> it's next level from what a lot of people say like their dream was really was very realistic this was like like I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. Real. Like you didn't feel like you could just snap out of it and wake up. Yeah, like you can <clears throat> remember it right now very clearly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a lot of good dreams like that and a lot of bad dreams like that. But like I said, I don't have many bad dreams anymore. And if I do, it's literally... Like, I crashed my car or something, and it's just like, God, I gotta pay money now that I don't have, and my mm -hmm. life is stressful now. Or, like, I'm late to a class, because I have a test that day. 
and I'm just constantly having these like dreams that are trying to prepare me for something in life. Yeah. Some some of the things are like less known, but some are very obvious. Just preparing me for, like I said, a test or yeah, an interview or anything like that. Um, so I was gonna go off on another tangent, but I forgot where I was wrapping off to. Um, where were you wrapping off? We were talking about. Ghosts, then dreams, then people in dreams. Oh, yeah, I remember. So, a lot of people, when they take certain drugs, I've heard reported that they see, so like certain drugs, including psychedelics, Uh. and one of these psychedelics being DMT, dimethyltryptamine. Which I've never done, and you have never done. Never. But everybody who has done it has reported to see some sort of being. And a lot of these beings are the same. Mm-hmm. There's one common one that's like a joker. Yeah. There's also one that's like a... I don't know if that one's accurate. I do know that there's a joker. Um, But maybe in this state of mind that you were in, it's a very common state of mind for others. Mm -hmm. And because you said that this man in the hat is a common theme. Yeah. Right? So maybe somebody's, somebody's either being... Somebody may have the same, a very similar brain chemistry that you have mm-hmm. to where they're having this sleep paralysis and they're having these same thoughts and s- some of the same dreams. Or there's a, there's a man with a hat out there mm-hmm. in some other dimension messing with people. Yeah. And you happen to be one of these people that he was messing with. Yeah. What's weird is, like, my um, experience with it was, like, it was probably three occasions that that all happened. Some people deal with this every single night for a long time. For the rest of their lives, or...? Well, the people in the documentary one, some have reported, I think, if I remember correctly... There are some on there that it has stopped, and there are some that um, it affects them to this day. And they have, there's one person on there in particular that has had way worse than I experienced, as far as terror goes, Mm -hmm. in his. That's the thing, it's just, one lady said it perfectly. She's like, I was afraid I was at the end of my wits with fear. Like, just a little bit more would have pushed you to insanity, and I totally felt that in those moments. Just being so afraid of what I was seeing and experiencing. So, yeah. 
some deep shit, dude. Yeah. I remember going to church a lot, and I started going to a Pentecostal church. And um, I really feel like there were times where I was, I mean, I would see all these really crazy things happening around me in this Pentecostal church and like all these stories about these church leaders confronting demons and Mm -hmm. um, going on all these little um, adventures where they would go pull demons out of people Mm -hmm. (laughs) go on these mission trips and see all this crazy stuff and see people's limbs grow back and all they'd come back with all these magnificent stories and so I just want that so bad and I felt like there was a couple times where I I let my brain convince myself that things were around me Mm -hmm. and it was truly terrifying yeah I don't know I don't know if they were or if that was my brain convincing itself but either way it's absolutely terrifying Mm mm-hmm and every culture has had some sort of like ghost type entity I feel like Mm -hmm. some lore about either ancestors moving on to like a spirit realm or like um, ghosts in general just entities in another dimension that you can't see yeah. Or angels and demons and heaven or this purgatory theory and Catholicism. It makes you wonder like one can all these cultures have these same stories and all be wrong? Um, but then I also think of things like dragons. Yeah. And cultures from all around the world had this fan f- fantasy creature named dragon it wasn't always named dragon but you know what I yeah mean. um they had this lizard thing that had wings and flew and blue fire mm-hmm. japan you know the knights of england or <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever <laughs> knight versus dragon yeah Um, people from all over the world they had this same fake thing that they thought of somehow yeah I wonder how how that has spread across like wildly different cultures do you think ghosts might be a a dragon something that a lot of people have just thought up I think so well I don't know I don't know if they just thought it up because ghosts is such like a general term Mm -hmm. like where We've talked about, like, where do you go when you die, but does that energy that... Because people say that you, your body is no more you than, like, this this pencil next to you is you. Your body is no more you than this computer is you. Yeah. You are you, and your body is something that you're, you are in as a tool or, or some sort of vehicle or vessel... Yeah. 
you are stored in this thing you are not this thing so when you die does this thing still linger on yeah question of the ages it's getting more philosophical than spooky (laughs) it's been pretty spooky I think so back to my original question do you believe in ghosts hmm do I believe in ghosts I don't know I've never encountered anything like that. I've had weird things happen, obviously. Like hearing yeah. weird stuff. <clears throat> like when I was a kid, I'd hear the dining room ta- the dining room chairs moving around. Really? Like, there goes my phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd hear them moving around more so than what our cats could have done. Like it sounded like someone was rearranging them. But for some reason, it didn't scare me. I don't know. Something about it just didn't sound like someone was up to no good. Just straightening the table and the chairs. Well, I mean, if they are humans who used to live on this earth, they're probably not all bad. Yeah. And they just maybe haven't been able to breach that gap between dying and Mm -hmm. accepting that or something. Yeah. And this is just me. In this realm. And this is me totally taking other people's word for it. But I, I have met and am friends with people that have talked about experiences they had, paranormal experiences that they had. Um, <clears throat> and they're not one to make up stuff. Like they, right? That's just not in their character. And, you know, that's just me totally being trusting of their word because I feel as though they wouldn't just make something crazy up like that. It's like they've never lied about anything to you. And you right. know you know when people are liars. Right. It's, like I have it's met something people. in their character and they do it. And there are some people who are obviously tricky and, and deceptive liars. But truly, when, when lying is... Or just general fibbing about things all the time is in somebody's character. You'll you'll start to notice it after yeah. a while. You can totally pick it up. But they're just they're bullshitting you. And there's just honest people who there's no reason for them to. But also those same types of people may have seen something that deceived them, and they encourage themselves to believe it yeah in days where they weren't so <coughs> honest to themselves so maybe they saw something years ago that if they saw it now they would pass it off as whatever maybe yeah. not necessarily cabinets opening and closing mm-hmm. but hearing things yeah i mean i hear things all night long and if i was I think about this sometimes in my new house that I live in. There's so many creaks and groans around this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I lived here as a kid, I would be so scared. Yeah. Especially in this this room that I'm in. I don't. I had so many sleepless nights as a kid. Yeah. Just from being scared about something. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember getting to a point, so like getting to a really bad point with with sleeping, where I was like hallucinating from the lack of sleep, and really? like knowing that I'm what is seeing, that like hallucinating from lack of sleep. Um, bizarre, like you're on drugs. Like I would see. I remember one night I was just laying in bed staring at the ceiling and like just little dots on the ceiling would turn into dinosaurs or really one I remember specifically thinking of one of them being Whoopi Goldberg it's like almost <laughs> well, like how sometimes you see something in a cloud yeah but things are happening on your ceiling or your walls or yeah like, I was seeing this, the scenes from this movie that Whoopi Goldberg is in, where there's dinosaurs that talk. It's, it's a 90s movie, I believe. But I remember, like, dreaming while awake is basically what hallucinating is like. At least when I was a kid. Being an insomniac. So, you were saying something... That I cut you off of, and I forgive you. You were going, you were going. You said something about um, you were hallucinating. You started hallucinating. Yeah. And I said, "What was that about? Or what was that like?" Yeah. But you were saying something before that. Do you remember? Not really. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, right. I think I was just saying that. <clears throat> I think I was just talking about how. Um, how much as a child staying up or being held awake or losing sleep over being afraid about afraid of that's what it things was. that I was just thinking about and just losing a lot of sleep as a kid yeah yeah childhood was so weird like you just have so many people telling you so many different things yeah. and you're just like what do I believe yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to believe and a lot of the people that I trusted and do trust um, they believe in a lot of different things and a lot of some of them very weird some of them very normal mm -hmm. but um, either way they're the people that you love so like as a kid it's hard for you to decipher what's real and fake in my life particularly demons were very real yeah, me too. And I was very scared of them, so I dreamed about them. And I dreamed about, I don't know, weird little things chasing me. And mm -hmm. now that I'm older, I don't. So I feel like my mind was definitely preparing me for something that wasn't even real. Yeah, it was on your mind a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, go to, you go to church and you learn about this stuff and... I definitely pondered on things more than most kids, so. Like, somebody told me that, uh, somebody told, told me that they experienced something paranormal. I, I was definitely thinking about that for the next few days, <laughs> especially if it was somebody that I trusted. Yeah. I remember I had this painting on my wall as a little kid about what? Oh. Speaking of demons, that is a S demon spider. spider. Fuck. 
I can see the fangs from here. Yeah. He's an angry spider, too. It's like a brown recluse or something. Got the boy. I hate when you grab them with the tissue and you open up to see it and they crawl out real fast. Because <laughs> they were like, they have body armor on. I saw Black Widow crawl across my pillow the other day. My, oh, my, my room is just the worst. With spiders? I mean, it's just, I feel like it's this time of year. Yeah. It's starting to get cold. So, so coming in. Coming in, finding little warm places. Mm-hmm. And we live in the middle of the forest, so. That's what's hard about season changing, or the seasons changing, is that <clears throat> bugs start losing their shit in one way or the other. Like, springtime, they're just reproducing. Like, mosquitoes are everywhere. Flies mm. are everywhere. <clears throat> Those stupid meat bees that we have to deal with are everywhere. Like, they'll ruin barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> Or camping trips. Oof. I was thinking we need to go on a camping trip with Dude. the the Tom and Topher podcast boys. Campfire? Yosemite. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so down for that. I love Yosemite so much. Never been. It's the greatest. It's just so massive and like so much cool stuff to see and cool campsites there's even small little cabins you can rent like really small ones for pretty cheap I, I like the sound of that cause I can't I will do tent camping again but it is hard <laughs> yeah yeah like I, I will I'll do it and I won't complain but I think now I'm so like I'm such a little bitch with sleep. <laughs> like I don't sleep well. Like I gotta be comfortable, and I get really grouchy if if things aren't working out right in that department. <clears throat> so, but I still like doing it a lot, and it's yeah, just kind I of like, a part of the experience, the the discomfort. But um, if you grew up camping in like RVs and stuff, it's probably not very fun yeah. to go out there, but. It's kind of like a nostalgia thing for me. Same here. You definitely it is kind of fun climbing into a tent. Yeah, and sleeping on the hard ground and waking up in the middle of the night. like It's like negative 40 degrees it feels like and you just can't get warm. Yeah, or um, something that happens to me is I am warm and then I'll move my leg and like the cloth that's right next to where my leg is is ice cold. So it's only warm where my body has been for X amount of minutes. And so you don't want to move because... It makes me think of um, this conversation I was listening to on a podcast about how people who lived in like, um, I don't know, the colonial period, maybe a little bit earlier than that, like when, when... a lot of Native Americans are coming in contact with the new white people who are coming over and killing everybody. <laughs> a lot of these white people would go and live with these Native Americans. Some of them were captured. Yeah. 
and there's some books on this that I I definitely have on my list to read. But they they have these accounts of these people who would go and live with these Native American tribes, and the Native Americans um, either killed them if they didn't think they had a good soul, or it was a really weird system. They would decipher whether you were a good person or not, and mm -hmm. if you weren't, they would kill you, and then if they liked you, they would treat you like one of their own mm. most of the time. So a lot of these people were integrated into these Indian colonies and tribes, and um, when they were rescued and brought back, a lot of the times they couldn't reintegrate into normal society again and would go back. Wow. And there's, I forgot what the book's called, but I'll um, put it on Twitter when I buy it, because I'm going to buy it soon. But there's a book about a bunch of accounts of actual people who went over and their stories of what they did and what they saw and how how once they went out and experienced camping quote unquote they couldn't get enough of it yeah. and that nature that thing that you're like well it's really shitty but you get this feeling yeah. that you really like out of doing it because you're doing kind of what you're supposed to as a human in my opinion Something about those woods. Yeah. Being in the middle of nature, real nature, mm -hmm. like scientific nature, where a bear could come and kill you, yeah. truly. Um, there's just something about being out there and getting fresh air. Speaking of the woods, though, we were talking about earlier how going back to the spook, spooktober extravaganza mm -hmm. how um, if you were in a zombie apocalypse the first thing you would do is pack up your bags and, and do exactly what we're talking about just go into the woods go into the woods and and post up your your tree tent and mm -hmm. live the ghillie suit sniper life yeah that would be me <coughs> just how long because do you think you could go I feel like my chances would be just as good being in the woods. Actually, I think they'd be better. Than Alone? Well, Surviving it would depend on who survived apocalypse. with me. It would, I would obviously... Um, if I had loved ones that survived, then yeah, they would be with me too. All gillied up? Yeah. Your baby that you just had? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I had that situation where there's like a horde of zombies coming and I'm trying to keep my baby quiet I think about that all the time what do you do run <laughs> <laughs> that's what you would do you'd yeah, run there's no way the baby the baby doesn't know you're just gonna cry those zombies are so fast dude you you're weighed down by that baby <clears throat> yeah they don't they don't they're not, you you can run but they'll catch up yeah these and hypothetical zombies that can run that right. we're talking about. And we're talking go, about Day Z zombies, or uh, what is it, World War Z, or war, oof. what was that? Zombies movie? that run. Yeah, dude, once you, Call of Duty, once you get into that, those stages where those zombies start running, it's a whole new game. <laughs> I feel like that's so much more nerve-wracking than think about zombies that kind of walk slowly and limp towards you. 
What's your weapon of choice with a zombie? Just face to face one zombie. What? Me one on one? Yeah. What ideal gun? Mm. Oh, gun. Or or weapon of any. I was thinking melee game. weapon. Let's see. If it was one on one. Man, I don't know if I would want this or not. But my first thought is a sledgehammer. I would I would probably want as my melee weapon a like extremely sharp and Ooh, beautifully yeah. made samurai sword. Yeah. That you see okay. those people cutting watermelons with. Yeah. Yep. To where you could learn to have these like just perfect agile just, just cuts <laughs> to where something's coming at you and you can maybe cut two heads off at the same time. Either either way you're you're disabilitating whatever you hit. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot of time to train because you're just out and about fighting zombies. Yeah, I think good point there. Maybe Okay, so your ideal gun Sniper, shotgun, yeah. AR, what are you thinking? Mm, I would say <clears throat> I'm more I like long like based off of how I play in video games, I like long distance or really up close. So either melee weapons or a sawed off shotgun. I'm either far away or I'm up close. So I feel AR as being like the mid middle. AR and handguns. So like you'd have like a samurai sword and a sniper? Yeah. Or like a shotgun and a yeah. sniper. If we were close quarters, let's talk about close quarters. I would have I'd have a double barreled shotgun. Ammo runs out, the melee weapon comes out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> No, these are the things that matter, okay? Or, yeah, maybe when you're like 12. <laughs> Sorry. That's true. This is a good conversation, though. I mean, what if it happens? <clears throat> and all the 12-year-olds are the ones who survive, right? That's true, because they, they have put the Time most thought effort. into it. <laughs> but how real do you think a zombie apocalypse is? Like, what about... All those articles you see of people just being strung out on drugs and like, yeah. What if there's some sort of chemical warfare that happens in which people are turned into literal zombies that one try and kill each other because you know we have the capability of doing that. You know, the CIA invented the LSD. Imagine if you just sprayed LSD around an entire city with some sort of bomb. I think it would be a fungal thing. Just think about the ant that gets taken over by that fungus and then it goes to the top of the tree and does this weird dance. Mm -hmm. Wait, tell me about that. What's that? Oh, it's this fungus. I don't know what it's called. But it infects an ant. I don't know if it's a specific type of ant or if it's any insect, but it takes control of this, of this ant's mind or brain. And it makes it go to the top of the tree and does a dance. And then um, a bird will come by and snatch it and eat it. And then, you know, poop. And then that's how the fungus gets spread. 
Really? Yeah. And the fungus is telling the ant to do that by going so. in its brain? Yeah. That's kind of like, like what we were talking about with the cat and the rat. Yeah. The parasite, or not the parasite, what was it? The, some sort of yeah, infection. Yeah, I think it was a, a parasite you were talking parasite about. Parasite infection goes into the rat's brain, which attracts it to the smell of the cat piss, which is very yeah. potent, which it normally is is um, prone to avoiding that smell at all costs because it knows it's going to die. But this parasite has found that if they, it triggers this rat's brain in the perfect way, the rat will then be attracted to the piss that it's normally not attracted to, and it will go to the cat, get eaten by the cat, and that's where this, this, this parasite or fungus or whatever, it, it thrives inside of the cat. That's that where it wants to be. So it drives this mouse to do what it wants. Like it, that, that whatever dried, drove the ant. That's why I feel like we, that's why I suspect that we are living in a simulation because that sounds like an Easter egg that's in a <laughs> video game or some type of program. In what way? Like just think of how crazy that is. What evolves to do that? There are so many instance, instances in nature that are so bizarre, but it's attributed to evolution, and it's it's like it's possible because there because we can't comprehend the amount of time that passes for it to take place evolutionarily. What's the word for that? Evolutionarily. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just made that word up. But <clears throat> I don't know. Like it's it's beyond my own. I can't comprehend it. Like how does something evolve, knowing how evolution works? And I'm not saying that evolution doesn't exist, but I'm just saying that sometimes things sound a little little crazy. Sound a little too good to be true for it to be evolution. You know. Right. So. The last time we talked about this on the podcast, we, well, I at least was very ignorant to the simulation theory and you kind of explained it. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot more on this theory. It Have is, you watched the Matrix yet? No. I'm going to pause this while I go <laughs> scream. Scream my lungs out? Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the Matrix, but definitely on my list first is the shining then seven and then the matrix i guess watch all of the matrix i will matrix i, I shall i must please do what was i saying i don't know <laughs> oh you were thinking more about simulation theory. oh yeah so um From what I've seen is it correlates a lot with AI in the sense that AI is essentially living within its own simulation, kind of. Maybe. That's just me. That part is just me speaking my mind. 
they are essentially living in our world that we we constructed their brain to interpret what we see or what we are doing or Mm -hmm. interact with us in a way that we want them to Mm -hmm. so they're just machines being shut down there's nothing there's nothing for them here really there's nothing after them if they die we we have this thing called heaven that a lot of people believe in they're just machines Mm -hmm. living this simulation called earth and then getting shut down Mm -hmm. Um, also with vr they're seeing that things are becoming so real with virtual reality and augmented reality that the things inside these augmented reality and virtual reality, the, the um, characters and the AI and the people you're interacting with are going to become so real that it's, you can't tell them that they're not real. They're living in their world. You take off your helmet. You're living in your world. Mm-hmm. You're bridging a gap with this virtual reality. And it's causing mass confusion with people in the sense that they're they're losing like grip on reality. Mm-hmm. And coming up with these things like the simulation theory where nothing's real we've been living a simulation and we're just ai or maybe the person playing or a character yeah i don't know it makes a lot more sense to me but i also have a lot more questions it's a crazy theory we should have somebody on who knows a lot more about it i asked my mom and dad one time what if you die and then instead of going into heaven or the final judgment like you think is going to happen you in fact snap out of you wake up out of like a dream or you realize that you've been playing this game and it was just your life on fast forward and you realize that everything that you saw was just a simulation I was kind of shocked that they answered the question because I would I was expecting them to go, that's not going to happen. Like, that's not even a real thing. Mm-hmm. And my dad right away was like, I would be disappointed. Like, I would, I don't know, just feel like everything was a lie. Yeah, but isn't that kind of how you feel? Isn't that, so you play something like, Skyrim or Fallout and you get so into it and it's not even VR it's just this game that we play Yeah, and people get so addicted to this world that isn't real mm-hmm. and once they leave it once they shut somebody or somebody else shuts them off from this world it's like it's people can get so addicted that it's just they can't handle life without it yeah like and, I was getting emotionally attached to my settlements in Fallout 4 right so this world that you're saying you like that would just be so disappointing we're setting ourselves up for that sort of disappointment yeah. and I can't imagine how disappointing it is to I mean I remember putting on the VR for Skyrim for the first time mm-hmm. that was absolutely amazing more than anything I 
so much better than anything I ever expected it to be. It was so real and so cool. And I mean, the things that were tall, you had to look up at. The things that were on the ground, you had to go kneel down to go see. The things that were around you that you had to fight, you had to, you had to, um, you know, look up at or look over at or hide behind a rock and and curve your head around the rock to see. It was you were that thing that you were playing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a video game anymore at that point. It was like it snapped in my brain to where I was like, okay, this is gonna be huge this is so cool this is like I don't want to take this headset off so in the sense that like what if you were the player of this game what if what if I'm the player of Tom me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're the player of Chris Topher but what if you wake (laughs) up (laughs) what if you wake up and it's you just died in this video game that you were playing. How much more disappointing will it be to a person living in that time? Years from now, whatever time this person's living in, how disappointing or how much more disappointing will it be to him than us getting off our Xbox? It's true. Well, you make a good point. Are you asking a good question? Yeah. I think I think if you were okay so let's go back to what my dad said I think if you snapped like if you died and that was game over for the game that you were playing or you reached the end of your story mode in this very realistic VR mode I wonder if maybe that's something you have to deal with if you play this game because you become Because we don't know... <clears throat> okay, let me go back a little bit. So let's say that we are living in a si- simulation. You and I don't know that we are living in a simulation. We can suspect that we are. <clears throat> but we don't know for sure. So how then do you react to that when you then realize that upon death? That you have been... like, And let's say that death is the um, end of the game. Mm-hmm. In the sim- in the simulation, how do you react to that? Um, is that a part of the programming in the game, where you suddenly, your, however they control your perception? Have you ever heard of Half Life or um, Second Life, Mm-mm. the game? No. Oh, I've heard of Half Life. It's like. Half-Life, that's a different game. I think it's called Second Life. Half-Life's like a zombie shooting game. Second Life is literally you playing a person that goes and does a job and lives his life. Oh, that's online, right? Yeah. It's so odd, but people seem to love it. And I've played it before. I I had an account for a while, and it, it was a pretty popular game. But what happens when virtual reality gets to the point to where so we have Apple for iPhones, and everybody has an Apple, or everybody has a Samsung, and these companies work together to create this experience for everybody. That is, you have 
pretty much two options, Samsung or Apple. You pick one and you get this experience that you're sharing with pretty much everybody in the entire world. Everybody has this, either, either one of these phones. Then there's the prediction that I made about Tesla to where Tesla or a company like Tesla may become the next iPhone of cars to where everybody has these synchronized cars on the road to where if you don't have this car, why are you on the road? Yeah, or it We're makes gonna it be very inconvenient to drive. Or dangerous because everybody's using this system mm-hmm. that you might get pulled over and ticketed for not using or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we might get to this system where there's an Apple and a Samsung of cars, a couple companies that have joined together and said, we are the best of them all. We are now going to take over and buy out and do everything we can to be the only company in existence running this. And and they successfully do it with cars. But then it goes to VR. And what if there becomes VR gets to the point to where it's so good. Everybody's using it that there's a company out there that goes, we're running this one system now. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Bumping the desk. We're running this one system now that uh, everybody's going to be linked up on this this thing called maybe Second Life, mm-hmm. to where this is this is where you go if you're unsatisfied with your life. We have government programs that that are protecting the Earth. You don't have to worry about asteroids. You don't have to worry about climate change. You don't have to worry about anything. You just put on your headset and live your second life until you die in your real life. Mm -hmm. Then those people that they meet in their second life, how less real are they than anything in their first life? Because they could definitely be argued as they're just made up AI. They're not real. Yeah. It's just a... Some, it's a programming. Technological programming. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're organic programming. Yeah. We have genes, DNA, and that's our programming. Computers have code, and that's their programming. Mm-hmm. I think hormones are our programming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, no. All right. Genes, DNA, hormones. Genes, DNA. Isn't... All things that dictate our behavior. Don't doesn't hormones go in with genes and DNA? Yeah. I don't know anything yeah. about that. I guess I genes would dictate everything. classes, and I think I know any, everything about yeah. DNA and genes. Biologists are just throwing up right now, because <laughs> we have a large biologist population. Yeah, watching this. But yeah, genetics would dictate your hormone cycles. But I'm I'm talking about just your like That's when you wake up when you wake up when you wake point. up you're like when you end sleep a program loads called your wake cycle like you release a certain uh, type of stress hormones that wake you up in the morning you release so many different chemicals while you sleep like yeah. that that chemical that causes you to not move yeah. while you dream some people have less of it but go like, on sorry i so i was in i majored in nursing for a while then i majored in 
um, computer science too. So I, I changed from my major from nursing to computer science, and then but I still saw which people a lot of people say that wow those are really different majors they have nothing to do with each other, but the biology aspect of it does in relation to um, programming and programming principles is that I view hormone cycles as a program based on a specific type of input so that <clears throat> so your hormone cycle reacts to a certain action in your life mm -hmm. or in your um, experience so when you wake up the wake up program loads when a tiger's chasing you the fight or flight program loads sorry <clears throat> so and then down to the physiology um like uh i was in anatomy and physiology which was a really awesome class but really brutal i've never memorized so much stuff in my entire life for that class but um side note anyway but going just through the digestive system was a symphony of moving parts in your body and it's all related like there's all these feedback loops that take place stretch receptors um uh things that detect certain types of uh chemicals that you ingest well going back to what you just said about the the um programming we have as far as hormones to where somebody says something or does something and you immediately react in a certain way right and there's very little control and the control you have is learned mm -hmm. through constant practice and and it totally feels like a like a program just loaded into you yeah when something happens, just immediately you feel this surge of emotion that you weren't feeling five mm -hmm. seconds before that. Yeah. Um, I don't at all subscribe to the simulation theory. I think it's so fascinating to learn about, though. It's yeah. so funny. Like I don't, I don't necessarily do either. I think that like technology has led us to to think up this theory and if we hadn't invented what we invented yet we would never obviously we would never think of something like this yeah maybe something like it but never to this degree so how could something so distant from us be be truth but then again all this history that we've learned of the human species and all of this stuff that we know through school and stuff this is all like this is all programmed into mm -hmm. us because of the game yeah right yeah it's not real the history never happened as I far as like simulation so. theory so when i think of all these people in the past they never had this technology 
if this was a simulation, then there are no people in the past. I'm thinking of... Those are just preloaded memories or something? Or something that I learned in the game that I'm playing. Mm -hmm. Because think about it. Think about high school. Like a memory of high school when you were there in a locker room or something. Or junior high. I was homeschooled. Elementary. Just think about a place you were in the past Mm -hmm. is what I'm getting around to. (laughs) Deep past, maybe when you're like 15 years old. Is that, did that really happen? Or is that a preloaded memory? Or did it happen in the game that you're playing, the simulation? Is this, this is something that I have no clue what they believe. Yeah. I think, though... Did you play <clears throat> it out, or is it preloaded? Um, I think we'll find out soon. When we die in this game. I think that I think technology is advancing so fast we will get to a place where we can answer that question. If we were whether or not we were base reality or if we were in a sim- simulation. That's kinda of redundant, but whatever. Yeah, whether or not we're in base reality. Somehow we always stray to AI. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we just change the theme of this podcast to AI? I don't know, dude. It's gonna take over the world, so I might as well yeah. be on its side. I love AI though. I think the topic is so fascinating because we live in a t- in a in a time where a very small sliver of time where this technology that is for sure about to about to revolutionize the world in a way that's far more superior than things like the atom bomb revolutionized the world. This thing that is going to be so crazy is just about to unfold itself and we're still living in that little sliver of time where humanity still rules. Mm-hmm. And I I think that it's Within the next 5 to 10 to 15 years, AI is going to get so advanced that that um, the world is going to be almost unrecognizable because of its impact. Yeah. In, t- in 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. we'll look like how I, how I look. You, look. you move out of L.A. for five years and come back. LA doesn't look like how you remember LA. Mm-hmm. It built upon itself. It's tore itself down. It's a whole new city almost. Same mm-hmm. with a lot of different cities in this yeah. world. Sacramento five years ago is completely different. Yeah. I don't well, know. My downtown point, Sacramento. The suburbs, not so much. I think my point on that little ramble was just that um, AI, whether it's going to take over the world or not, is going to take over a lot of things. I think that it could even take over industries like teaching. Yeah. Um, we already have online Doctors. services for learning, mm-hmm. online colleges, online classes for regular colleges. Um, and I think that if AI advances enough, it'll get to a point to where it can learn the best ways to teach humans. 
and it will then replace, and by the best ways, I mean how human brains work mm-hmm. and how they, rece- how they receive information individually. So Chris doesn't learn the same as Tommy. Mm-hmm. Tommy doesn't learn the same as Joe, Dylan, Franklin, whoever. So that bot or AI or whatever teaches people individually how they learn best. I would subscribe to that. I would much rather have that than all the, or most of the shitty teachers I had in high school. Yeah. Some of them were fun. Yeah. The experience was I've fun. had some good teachers and I've had some pretty bad teachers. But if you get to a point to where AI is being tested in schools and the tests are coming out that kids are being able to do algebra at a rate of, say, 5% flunk out, as opposed to, I'm sure right now it's like 50% of people don't get yeah. through algebra in high school. You don't have to, to pass. You don't have to get through algebra 2 or whatever. Really? Just algebra 1 and geometry. Well, if you've ever been in a math class in college, <clears throat> especially the lower ones, by the end of it, half of the class half to two-thirds of the class are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And if you put a bot in there, and uh, I mean, that's for sure the rate of the school that I went to in Bakersfield, Bakersfield College. The dropout rate when I went there was 50%. Shoot. So by the, literally by the time you are done with your class, half the class is gone. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like even some years it's more that wasn't even like something that was weird for one day five people are gone and they never show up yeah again this is kind of a side note or this is totally this is semi unrelated to what we've been talking about this entire podcast but i just got to talk about something that really grinds my gears about college classes is that i've never had to experience this but when you're on a wait list and you have about two weeks to try and get in the class. So they're like, otherwise, you're like, the professor's like, okay, sorry, you got to go mm-hmm. type deal. If they just were allowed to stay in there for a couple more weeks, they would for sure have a spot. Yeah. It's really disappointing. It to is. See like, I feel like there should be a clause. Like, if you don't mind standing in the back of class, you sign this waiver that you will stand in the back of class until you find a spot then that's okay. Yeah. Then you can get in the class because especially in, in well in every any class I've been in by the end of the, by the end of it all the people on the wait list could have gotten in because all of the other enrolled students or a large a large enough number of students dropped the class or had shitty grades and they had to drop the class. Where they could, where the waitlisted students could have gotten in. But anyway, well, just if to AIs were teachers, I doubt waitlists would exist. Yes, yeah. truly, they would. You would take a class, and the way they would teach it is either perfect to your your individual self, or or perfect to the group that it's just analyzed within 0.5 nanoseconds when you walked in and it judged your gestures and social 
body language and stuff like that. It it would just um, it would just take over probably most jobs, not just teaching, most jobs. It's already taking over jobs. Yeah. For th- for sure the low skill jobs. Yeah. A lot of st- well, yeah. A lot of jobs. McDonald's. Um Do you think that Yeah. I heard it I heard a, a guy coming stuff. in definitely McDonald's. I definitely mm-hmm. think McDonald's would be able to uh perform that kind of service for people because you go to McDonald's and that's what you want. You want it fast. But somebody somebody going into Starbucks doesn't want that necessarily every time. Or just a coffee shop in general. Right. But I heard somebody come into Starbucks the other day and he was saying how exactly what we're talking about. AI could replace McDonald's but they can't replace Starbucks because of the business style that they have mm-hmm. to where their focus is around the personal touch with the customer. Right, the connection. Exactly, connection and um, making it an experience for you. And no matter how much they go and try to become this company full of efficiency, they still try and connect with their customers. And right. that's not something a robot could ever do. Connection is like the motto of their company at Starbucks. And and all all AI, as far as we see it now, is, is disconnection. Pop that brew. I need to grab one. Want one? I'll grab you one. <clears throat> yeah, just taking a little brew break. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, brew. Thanks for the brew, brew. <sighs> Anytime. Brew. Well, this was a spooky October episode, but we went more into spooky AI episode. <laughs> I mean, it very well could turn into a horror movie type scenario, like the Terminator. Have you seen that yet? No. <laughs> or like Ex Machina. That's not a horror movie. But she. I mean, imagine if a scenario like that happens, where an AI kills its creator and goes out and is so real looking that it now can live amongst people. Yeah. I say it is a person if it has gotten. Yeah, if it's gotten to that point, it's a person. Just has different parts. Well, it's definitely. But that guy was a dick. Yeah, it's definitely got like (laughs) emotions, I think. Something like that. But a consciousness is something that can at this point can't really be defined they talk about like we were talking about earlier that fungus and that parasite that goes into the brains of animals that supposedly has some form of consciousness to know that some sort of programming organic programming Um, consciousness in AI 
Do you think it'll ever get there? Possibly. I don't know. Like, how... Like I said, we... We have this vessel as humans called a body, mm-hmm. but our body may not be us, right? Right. So if an AI has its structure, it's not necessarily him. But what if it can create that? Create? Through its own experience and learning. What if it creates? <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Red alert. Sorry. Create what? <clears throat> what just happened? Um, I think a commercial stopped or something unplugged or some. I don't know. We had music playing and it just exploded. It's okay. My phone has rang before on the show. <laughs> what were we talking about? Consciousness. Shoot. Can AI have one? Yeah. Or what is it? What is consciousness? Hmm, I don't know. I feel like that's a question for another episode. Yeah. Well, this was supposed to be a, a spooky October episode. Yeah. But maybe we should uh, extend that into actual More Halloween. Like on the date of Halloween. Yeah. Okay. I definitely didn't touch half the topics that we were going to touch. Yeah. We're at about an hour 20. Down to wrap it up. Down. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Shout out to Fran for not being here. Shout out to Emily for being one of the top listeners. Also, Taryn for being uh, literally our top listener. (laughs) (laughs) She's listened to like all of our stuff like multiple times yeah. so thanks Taryn you're awesome thank you Taryn we appreciate you and all of our followers everybody else out there listening to us thanks a lot we really appreciate your support and everything that um, you guys do for us like pressing that follow button and that listen button and that uh, kickstarter fun button <laughs> which we don't have yet yeah we can get that up dude seriously every episode we're like yeah we have a kickstarter nine episodes we're think- later we're, we're like, thinking about it we're definitely pondering it yeah we'll get that up alright sorry guys we'll, we'll make a meeting where we just get it together well cheers mate cheers that was a that was a good one love you god bless you angels watch over you alright Good night, everyone <laughs>